Chance Technology, the podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second season of this podcast. Today's episode is about matching. And to speak about it, I have with me Yahel Appenzeller from our ontology curator team. Hi, everyone. Matching is one of our core competencies. And no, we don't make dating apps like Tinder or Bumble. But I bet if we did, the chances of finding the love of your life would be way higher than with the current apps. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure how exactly matching works in dating apps, but I'd imagine that the challenge of finding the right fit for a vacancy or a job candidate is a little more clear cut than finding a true life partner. Uh, what I do know is that unlike dating apps or many job search sites, Jan's matching never generates complete mismatches. See, this is why you came today to the podcast, to speak about that. Wouldn't the world be better if we could set some filters and parameters in an application and strive for jobs or candidates that fit? It would definitely save time and effort for recruiters and employment services. When I think about it, finding a job is already a job in itself and... It is an ordeal we all have to go through at some point in life, or even several times. Uh, yes, and not just people looking for jobs. Recruiters, headhunters, hiring managers and employment agencies spend hours going through resumes and applications too. And with the current tight labour markets across the globe, finding and retaining talent is key. But to retain talent, you need to make sure the candidates are a great match from the start. And when it comes to finding candidates, recruiters are typically faced with either far too many applicants or far too few. Right. And nowadays, we all have access to a vast amount of information. You can search for jobs and candidates all over the world. Yes, the market is now global and thus much larger and much more visible. As a result, attractive positions get a lot of applicants and attractive candidates get a lot of offers. The question is, how many of those applicants or offers really are a good fit? Regardless of whether you use a national or global site, be it a job site or professional networking site, or any other source, the results are in many cases inadequate, if not downright irrelevant. A lot of this has to do with the fact that the majority of search algorithms are based on fairly crude keyword-based matching, which typically not only produces a slew of irrelevant results, but also misses many good results because of the myriad of vocabularies people use. There is also the challenge of varying interpretations of the different terms and the many variations in how different aspects are weighted. What's important in a candidate for me might be very different for you, even if we're looking to fill the same position. The same goes for different people looking for the same type of job. There are also plenty of hidden expectations, like criteria that aren't mentioned explicitly. All of these aspects combined make matching a highly complex task and the right match very much a moving target. Makes sense. And as you said, matching good candidates is very important. So how can applicants, recruiters or companies get a suitable match? Well, First, let's clarify that matching is the act of pairing entities that suit each other in some predefined sense, in our case, a job and a person. Okay. Even in this context, the word matching can have various meanings. In some jobs, whether a candidate is suitable for a given job can be fairly simple. If you're physically healthy, for example, have some stamina and can show up on time, you should be able to pick strawberries. 
There are other jobs, however, that require a variety of certificates, specializations and experience. Try to match candidates to a position as a neonatal surgeon in a hospital, and this becomes clear. For some positions, experience is more important. For others, the training, the skills, the soft skills or the values. And the importance of the various criteria can also change depending on the stakeholders. So the process gets tricky very quickly. True. There are a lot of details to be considered during the matching process. And the prevailing conditions are constantly changing. Requirements that were commonplace yesterday no longer apply today. And in turn, today's requirements will no longer be valid tomorrow. The same is true for the jobs themselves. Of course. Who would have said that you could be a content creator for TikTok now? And who would have seated such a specialization in his or her CV? Yeah, how we define jobs, prospective employees and the labor market shifts all the time. And this is a huge challenge when a machine has to deal with the task because there are very few constants and little to no universal truths. Can a machine or an algorithm satisfy our matching expectations? Machines have to apply all the experience and knowledge of the recruiting specialist in much the same way, paying attention to the smallest details, filtering the relevant information and adapting to changes in the labor market. As I said at the beginning, talent and businesses also use quite different vocabularies and descriptions, place emphasis on different aspects, have diverging interpretations of skills and levels of skills and so on. And the data sets we want to match, say a candidate profile and a job description, are often very asymmetric, meaning that one tends to carry a lot more information or criteria than the other. So there are multiple dimensions of complexity that come into play and need to be resolved by the software or the underlying machine or algorithm. Right. Suppliers of this kind of software focus on different dimensions of the data to resolve this highly complex task. For example, former job titles of applicants or the associated skills are taken into account. An algorithm then compares job postings and resumes and a match is made. But is it successful? A match based on former job titles or skills? I don't know, you tell me. Imagine if a candidate had position X at a company A. They can also hold position X at company B, right? Yes. Well, this may have held true in the past to some extent. For a long time, jobs and job requirements were fairly clear-cut, with more or less standard job titles like bricklayer, medical secretary, patent lawyer, janitor, etc. Today we have happiness heroes instead of customer service operators, digital overlords as website managers and accounting ninjas as financial managers. So your algorithm needs to know what all these new, at times pretty obscure job titles correspond to. And there are challenges even with more traditional job titles. Is a sales consultant someone who works in retail and advises customers? Or someone who prepares offers, takes up orders and negotiates contracts with customers? Do they sell carpets or sensors for digital twin systems in manufacturing? Many job titles are either too generic, too specific or too obscure. And the titles companies come up with often describe functions as opposed to occupations. Without a more detailed description of the position and its context, we wouldn't know whether an applicant is really suitable for a position or vice versa. So how would a machine know? Well, context definitely makes a big difference. I can see that. 
And much has changed in individual jobs too over the time. Exactly. So a good match also depends on how up-to-date or relevant a candidate's experience is. After a certain number of years, your experience in some jobs might not be relevant anymore or not as relevant because the skill set has changed, the technology, the research or the market. Whereas for other jobs, this might not be an issue. If you were a programmer in the 80s and then switched careers, that experience will certainly not be relevant now. But if you were an experienced legal secretary in the mid-2000s, you will most likely still find a good match in a similar role. But of course, more recent experiences should carry more weight. How can machines then make these distinctions efficiently? Well, some job matching providers solve the matching problem by using other parameters. They look at skills, and competencies since these represent the content behind job titles. So the matching algorithm considers the candidate's skills and the skills required for a job and matches them. Skills-based or competency-based matching is more meaningful and thus promises better results because it takes into account not only a title previously held by an applicant, but also that person's knowledge, talents, insights and education. And many skills are transferable from one role to another, which can widen the talent pool in a tight market. So the key is the skills. They certainly play a very important role. And apart from widening the talent pool for recruiters, skills-based matching also opens up opportunities for new career paths. For instance, a project manager could transition to a leadership role like general manager or become an account manager, a business developer or consultant. With a few additional skills, an engineer could switch to technical project management or a good lawyer could be a great lobbyist. I see your point. Skills like critical thinking, management and leadership, analytical skills and creativity are transferable to other management and leadership positions. So can we say that skills are a reliable factor for machines to evaluate the perfect match for a vacancy? Well, it depends. When talking about skills, we need to make sure that we're not comparing apples with oranges. The sales skills of a retail store assistant are very different to those of a sales executive in the medtech industry. This issue certainly has to be addressed before you can get meaningful results from a skills-based matching engine. As I said, skills certainly play a very important role, but so does knowledge, education and experience. But then there are jobs that require authorizations or licenses, like medical professionals or lawyers. All these various elements need to be taken into account, in the right context and with the right weighting. Something a good recruiter or hiring manager will do, consciously or not. So now all these different aspects need to be explained to a machine. And we haven't even started on what it takes to match a candidate to a team. Okay, I'd love to know more and I bet. I'm not the only one. Let's dive into this in the next episode. Let's do that. Thank you very much for coming. My pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you too. And be sure to join us for our next conversation with Yael. This was a Chance Technology Podcast. Listen to new chapters every month.